Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Moving Up the Ladder, where we strive to bring you some insight and knowledge into improving the success of your career, no matter what part of the ladder you might reside on. For localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm your host, Tim Mua. Now, in terms of career, you have to start somewhere, or maybe you're just looking into a new job for some reason. If that's the case, you need to find ways to stand out amongst the crowd. And today, we're looking to find those ways to help open doors and help you land that new position. To add some valuable nuggets, we're heading into New York to call upon Ruth Shapiro, Director of Ruth Shapiro Associates Career Services and Vice President of Career Counselors Consortium. Thanks for joining us, Ruth. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I guess, first of all, based on your knowledge and experience, what really is the toughest part for people to find and land that new job? Well, you know, it's amazing, but a lot of my clients are starting out they're not clear about the job they want to get. I mean, they may say, oh, I want something in marketing or something in healthcare, sure. and that won't hack it. They have to be very specific about the job, having done the research and in terms of their skills and their interests, so that it's not something in, but it's I want to be a public relations assistant at a hospital. Mm-hmm. Or um, I want to be a um, a press relations person at a uh, PR firm. In other words, being very very specific, so that you help the employer to really know well this is what they're looking for here. So it really starts with with the individual figuring all that out first, correct? Yeah, I mean it seems uh, strange, but that is that's one of the one of the toughest parts. And, of course, it's knowing the other toughest part is making sure you've done your research about the company you're applying to uh, so that you can talk their language. You can show them how interested you are because you will mention some facts that you learned in your research. Now, obviously, job seekers are going to be using, especially nowadays, employment websites, internet searches to sort of check out what positions are available. But what other things do you suggest people look for to determine where job openings may be either currently or or in the near future? Well, read the newspapers, read the professional magazines in the field, and you're going to see columns that talk about new appointments people who've just been hired or promoted, or people who left the company for other jobs. Mm -hmm. And so you've got names. You've got names that you can uh, access when you call up and say, um, you know, I understand uh, you have an opening in such and such a department for XYZ, and you talk about why you're entitled and why you want to have an interview for that job. So that's, that's one area. Also, the networking, of course, that you do. Right. Uh, you know, everyone talks about networking and going to professional associations and mixing with people in order to get them to know you and to get leads. But a lot of people forget about the very ordinary networking of people in their own neighborhood, like their local dry cleaner. Hmm. who may have children or relatives or friends who know people who know people who know people (laughs) in the field that you're interested. And you won't know this unless you speak up and say, you know, I'm uh, doing a job search for XYZ, 
and I wonder if there are people you know that you could refer me to. And that can be your butcher, your physical therapist. (laughs) It can be your doctor, your accountant. They all know people, but they won't know how to help you unless you speak up about it. Now, you did mention uh, when you're contacting an employer in that sort of situation, as you mentioned, maybe there's a they're expanding in some way or somebody left the company. I mean, do you suggest then just contacting them even before some sort of job posting is listed kind of thing? Yes, yes, because by the time they post it, you know, they may be going to their own employees mm-hmm. and asking them who they know. And this way, you can get in ahead of the game. And you you, know, you simply will say, you know, I, I learned that, that so-and-so has left, left the company in this particular position, and if you're seeking to fill that position, I, uh, I would be a very good candidate because of the skills that I bring and the results that I produce uh, for other companies that are really similar to your, your, your company's needs. Now, speaking of contacting those sort of prospective employers, uh, you know, there's still a request to get the the cover letters and the resumes and to help them sort of sort through the candidates, at least on a preliminary basis. Uh, What advice, though, do you offer up in terms of getting noticed or making sure that you're somehow spotted your, your cover letter and resume? Well, the resume and the cover letter, Tim, both have to have not just job descriptions, because if that's all you've done, you sound like everybody else who has had that similar job. Mm -hmm. You have to give examples of successful accomplishments, of actions you took that saved money, uh, raised money, brought about changes in the way uh, operations are done in that organization. Whatever the results are, being very specific, using numbers, facts, and sometimes it isn't even numbers, Tim. It can be behavior changes sure. in people because of what you did uh, in that in that situation. What, well, I was just going to check quick. I mean, one thing you had mentioned I saw, that, I mean, I don't want to call it a gimmick by any means, but you also mentioned sending it in you know, FedEx as opposed to just regular mail. I mean, does that work on any level to, to actually get noticed <laughs> or for people to care? Well, let me, let me tell you, um, I, I said FedEx in my article, uh, which certainly cannot be ignored, but an actual example, it wasn't FedEx uh, that a client used. I suggest she send a telegram. This was a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> send a telegram being very brief. And if she, this was after she had the interview. Okay. To send the telegram highlighting the basic skills and the results uh, for the job. And she was brought in uh, to interview with the her prospective boss's boss. Okay. And she, and she was hired. So whether it's FedEx or whether it's a <laughs> Telegram, uh, it, it got noticed. It really did. Would it be too much to send someone to, to sing the Telegram for, you know, like a little entertainment-wise, or is that pushing it too much? No, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not suggesting anyone try that, but, you know, just outside no, the box thinking. No, you know. I, think, I think that's very, that's very creative and very interesting if you sing and if you have a good voice <laughs> i i think uh, uh that would definitely get attention <laughs> <laughs> now now you did mention um just a moment ago about interviewing with your prospective boss's boss and and you even had had the suggestion in the article about cold calling them 
Uh, I guess when when would you be doing that? Would you be doing that before a, an initial interview? Would you be doing it after the interview with your prospective boss? I mean, where where does that actually come into play? Well, that's a very good question, and the time to do it is after you've had an interview okay. with a prospective boss, because you don't want to go over anyone's head, you know, in the chain of command. But what you can do, especially when the interview went very well and this person, this employer, is definitely considering you, you can suggest, you know, I'd like your permission uh, to interview with your boss because Hmm. I think, you know, we've come to a lot of meeting of the minds, and I think this will show off your good judgment in considering me for me to meet with your boss, and certainly, you know, you, you would be there, would that be agreeable to you? Okay. I guess along those same lines, somebody brought this up to me um, just really before the show. If an employer isn't necessarily hiring right now, do you suggest even sending them like a type of resume or cover letter? I mean, is there any chance they're going to hang on to it when they do have an opening, or is that a waste of time? And what's your thought on that? Well, you can't control whether they'll hang on to it, but I don't think it's a waste of time. Okay. I think it's very important. And it's just very, it's actually, it's very easy to say in your letter, even if no openings exist right now in your company, I wanted us to get acquainted so that you will know about what I've produced uh, that can be very helpful to your company should an opening occur in the future. And whether they hold on to it or not, who knows? Right. But <laughs> no, I mean, but it, yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, I mean, if, you know, if they do, great. If they don't, well, I guess you, you weren't hurt at all, really. So. Yeah, and you're planting seeds that way. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw where you mentioned the idea of creating a, what you called a skills summary card, and something I haven't heard of, at least in those terms. Uh, I guess, what exactly are you referring to when you talk about a skills summary card? Okay. It's a business card that's a, a fold-over business card that you have to create and, and get printed. And on the fold-over or on the inside, mm-hmm. after the usual business card side, uh, you would have, very briefly, these are skills that show I can do the job of XYZ, and this is one accomplishment that I produced using these skills. And then with little bullet points, you list the skills, whether if it's a public relations job, writing skills, press contact skills, Mm -hmm. creative ideas for press coverage, um, whatever whatever applies. And you hand it, you can do it a few ways, Tim. You can hand it uh, out at the interview or... When you're first sending the resume and the cover letter, I love a P.S. You know, a P.S. at the end of a letter, sure. the, eye, the eye goes to that right away, even if they have read nothing before it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's intriguing. And in the P.S., you can say, and I've enclosed a, a My Skills Summary Card so that you have the important basic facts about me uh, in in your file, or something like that. Now, is there somewhere I uh, just had a curiosity that you know people could look this type of thing up or templates kind of thing, or is it sort of a? Uh, I mean, as you said, obviously in the business card sort of format, but um, is it more just up to their discretion how it looks and, and the sort of the feel of it? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I came up with the idea, and that's why, you know, it needs to be a, a fold-over sure. or a double so that you have room to do that. And and how they how you design it is up to you, but you know you you can do it many different ways, and you can call it a skills summary on the other side, on on as as the title for that section, um, skills summary that qualifies me for job X. Uh, you know a lot of different ways to say it, sure. but being very brief. You know, obviously you mentioned sending along with a resume or or even in an interview setting. I mean, is it tacky or is it appropriate to you know you talked about like networking the dry cleaner and you know the mailman whatever whatever it may be i mean is it perfectly fine and, and appropriate to to hand those out occasionally uh, to those types of individuals oh you mean to hand out the skill summary card correct yeah yeah um this this gives them the facts that they need if they have someone in their family or friendship uh group you know that really sums up immediately sure. why you're a, a terrific candidate. Yeah, I like that idea. It definitely sounds, you know, it's creative, it's simple, and for those who are, are looking for those jobs, definitely to get that information out there, I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, we in promotion and in, in advertising in promotion terms, we used to call it, uh, we call it a leave with piece. Sure. Something you leave with <laughs> the, uh, the, the person or the employer. Now, you know, in trying to land that new position, you've mentioned obviously a couple of times about the interview and, you know, it's sort of a way to close that deal, um, hopefully, if you're in a position to get a new job. I guess what are some tips that you'd like to offer up in that situation that really could separate someone from the pack in the interview? Well, you know, the, most interviews, many of them start with, tell me about yourself. Right. And there are a lot of ways to answer that. Well, one way, and to set yourself apart, is, you know... I can tell you what I've been doing, but let me show you what I've been doing. <laughs> and you bring this scrapbook or this portfolio. Okay. And, and in it, you have articles, if you wrote them, or articles uh, of press coverage, or uh, letters complimenting you from former bosses. And the letters, by the way, Tim, would not just be Oh, Ruth Shapiro is a conscientious, dedicated, devoted employee whom I would recommend heartily. Mm -hmm. That's too general. Anyone can say that about anybody uh, if they believe that. But be specific. For example, when Ruth developed the XYZ program, um, we opened more uh, new accounts uh, in six months than we had in in previous times, or whatever the you know, the result is. Sure, that you know that's golden. That's that's really the way any any complimentary letter should be written uh, in terms of referral. And then you can say, and and that's why I recommend her. No, I mean, and this is just sort of you know uh, my own thought and things we've heard from people. Is there any way could this come off as being a little? you know, kind of bragging and, and being a little arrogant. And again, I know you have to promote yourself. I mean, that's the, that's what you're trying to do here. I mean, is there a, a balance between what you're sort of throwing out there and, and displaying about yourself? I, I wouldn't say it was bragging because you're telling facts about what happened and what was done that was successful. Okay. And also, 
You know, a lot of people are very nervous before interviews. They think, oh, this is an inquisition. <laughs> I'm, I'm being called, you know, hauled up on the carpet, so to speak, <laughs> to explain myself and to justify myself. And it doesn't have to be that way at all, because before the interview and, and the whole process, I suggest that you really write out as many accomplishment stories as you can, even if nobody ever gave you credit for them, but you know things change for the better, and that will help you, of course, write your new resume and your cover letter, but also you you need to role-play the interview with a friend, with a colleague, with a career counselor like myself, for example, and the way that I, I role-play with clients we do it three different ways. First, my client is the applicant and I'm the employer. And then we turn it around. I play the candidate, the applicant. And my client plays the employer. Sure. And it's amazing, you know, what they learn in the way that I present as the applicant my reasons to be hired. And then we turn it back to the original format, where the client is the applicant. And it is so much better. Um, it's, it's really a dramatic learning experience. And um, I found it been, it's been very helpful to my clients. Now, another you know, sort of suggestion that you know, I've heard elsewhere as well is this idea of talking about hobbies in, in, a, in some regard in the interview. I guess there, there's two thoughts to that and two questions, really. It, why is that effective to mention that, um, some of the stuff you may do or enjoy? Um, but at the same time, what are some things that you really shouldn't be mentioning because it could hurt your chances? So what's sort of the, the give and take with talking about hobbies? For example, let's say, I mean, the very obvious one is an actor who loves to act and has performed you know, on stage or wherever. Mm-hmm. That's actors is showing off valuable presentation skills. But the most important thing about mentioning a hobby or an interest is to really, when you come into the employer's office, to really look around very carefully. You may see um, award trophies, um, let's say for tennis matches. Okay. You may see uh, a picture uh, of this employer with a terrific catch of a fish so you right away you see this person is a fisherman loves to fish uh, loves to play tennis just as two examples and if you yourself have uh, such a similar interest let's say you're a terrific tennis player and you love it you know people who are hiring like to hire people that they like that they feel comfortable with right and it establishes rapport you know to be able to say Oh, I, I noticed um, there's a, an award trophy for a tennis match. Are you? What happened there? Because uh, I, I love tennis, and I, I couldn't help noticing that. And you get the employer talking very briefly about, oh, yeah, well, we had in, in our uh, town, we had a, uh, a tournament. And, yeah, I won the tournament. You know, it's like people like people who are like them. Sure in many cases, <laughs> and you just have to fit it in at the appropriate time, you know. 
It could be when you first come in and you notice it, or you know during the during the your conversation. Now we are, we are getting a little low on time, but obviously I just want to ask, as we generally do with all of our guests, um, any, any last piece of advice that you would really want to offer up there to the job seekers, and in, in terms of this idea of opening doors or standing out, that sort of thing. Know as much about the the company as you can, you know, through your research, and also bring you know make notes that you bring on could bring them on three by five cards of just phrases to remind yourself about things you want to bring up and things you want to say and also have your own list of questions uh this is a two-way street you will get questions but you also have questions to ask not just about responsibilities of the job which the employer you know will cover probably anyway but questions about who you would work with if you're hired. Also, the final, one of the terrific questions is, could you describe your ideal candidate? Hmm. And you get the employer talking. Right. Well, this person should have this and that and so forth and so on. And that gives you a springboard to bring in your examples that fit those particular uh, aspects there are many questions, but that's a very important question, which a lot of people don't. And in other words, and also, how do you feel I stand out in terms of the other candidates you're you're interviewing? You know, don't be afraid to ask this, and you will get some interesting answers. Yeah, that, I mean that's interesting. I, I think people, like you said, are a little um, skeptical about asking something like that. But uh, yeah, maybe it uh, maybe it gives you some sort of answer, some sort of clue into into what's going on. Oh, Ruth, uh, you know we definitely appreciate you know, sort of giving the listeners these tips, and I think some de- definitely some helpful advice and interesting takeaways uh, with some of the stuff you mentioned. Hopefully, this will help open some doors for people that are looking for a new job now. If people are interested in finding out more about you and your services, your companies, I guess um, how how do they find out about that? Well, um, my phone number is 212-633-0270. My email is Ruth Career, the name Ruth and the word career, at rcn.com. And I have a fairly new but simple website, which is www.ruthshapiroassociates.com. Well, again, that is our guest, Ruth Shapiro, Director of Ruth Shapiro Associates Career Services and Vice President of Career Counselors Consortium. Thanks again for coming on today, Ruth. Thank you very much, Tim. Take care. And that will bring Moving Up the Ladder to its conclusion today. Of course, we do want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So drop us an email with any comments or suggestions to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you again.